Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So, if you're looking for a little fun, and who isn't always looking for a little fun, and you're not sure what to do, the 187th Munich Oktoberfest begins this Saturday, which is the 17th of September, 2022. For those of you listening live, today is the 15th of September, 2022. And it runs through October 3rd, so you have a little time. If you haven't, you know, made plans already, you can still, you know, make plans to get over there for the Oktoberfest. Uh, the equivalent of 124,425 kegs of beer were consumed at the 2019 Oktoberfest. Now, that may have assisted in the 4,000 items that were misplaced or lost and found in 2019 uh mostly keys clothes cell phones uh they also found uh carry cases for cats dentures a leather whip a tuba two crutches and a drum set were found as well in 2019 (laughs) Uh, i'm not saying that the 124,425 kegs of beer that were consumed had anything to do with those things being lost, but it's very, very possible that that is the case. You can drink wine there too, but you know it's mostly beer that gets that gets sold. Um, according, I was looking at the numbers for Oktoberfest. You know, they have the big tents and the small tents, and uh, according to this, I don't know, like six to seven million people go to Oktoberfest, and they had fourteen hundred toilet seats and 43 toilets suitable for the disabled that seems low i I just seems low for six to seven million people all over the entirety of the event but that's you know just me they have a you know what they call a sanitation station a health place six thousand five hundred ninety two people in 2019 were cared for including 600 people with alcohol poisoning yeah duh And also, for those of you wondering, yes, there is going to be a gay Sunday. It's usually the first Sunday of the Oktoberfest, which is this weekend, this coming weekend, the 18th of September, 2022, is Gay Sunday. So thousands of homosexual men, and according to their uh, internal paperwork, an increasing number of women from all over the world come to celebrate the gay (laughs) it's a big gay day (laughs) and they also have gay monday events those are a little less crowded and just as much fun now i got to thinking that wow if they're having this big event and all these uh you know gay men are i'm sorry homosexual men are going to come to you know gay sunday uh germany has 3551 monkeypox cases as of today And so we may see those numbers go up after this Oktoberfest. I don't know. I'm just saying it's a possibility. 
The U.S. obviously is still number one with 22,773 monkeypox cases. Then you have Spain, France, U.K., uh, and then Germany. Those are the top five for the coming in at the coming in at five. Germany with the pox goo numbers. Uh, Spain almost has seven thousand, but the U.S. is still clearly number one. I see where we have attributed. Uh, we talked about it, I think, yesterday. They attributed the death in L.A. Uh, to monkeypox. So I guess we have had a death due to monkeypox. The guy was, uh, you know, really immunocompromised as well. So, you know, okay. And I guess, I guess we'll say it was monkeypox instead of, you know, he had monkeypox and died. We'll say monkeypox was the cause of death. That's what's being reported. The uh, National Monkeypox Response Deputy Coordinator uh, that President Biden appointed, Dr. Dimitri Delascaras. Uh, he's a strange cat in, in himself, just a weird guy, uh, you know, into occult and pentagrams and satism. And, I mean, don't worry about that, though. That's just another story. He believes that, uh, look, the numbers are going down, but a downward trend can be the most dangerous time as it open up, opens up the door to complacency. So don't become complacent, especially if you're over at Oktoberfest for Gay Sunday. Welcome! Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So as I'm going through my uh, social media timeline stories, I see a story about former military bunkers are home for hundreds of survival-minded people. And I thought, well, that's, of course, interesting. I mean, I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and read about that. <laughs> it's in South Dakota. And, uh, you know, would it be worth it? How much does it cost? What's happened? So apparently there's a place that uh, is owned by the Vivos Group, V-I-V-O-S Group. Uh, and uh, the developer of Vivos X Point which is a massive home conversion project involving 575 former military bunkers near the Black Hills area of South Dakota. Okay, Uh, you know, I'm kind of, I'm interested. What's about it? So it's a concrete bunker in South Dakota. The closest uh, Walmart is a couple hour drive. All right, I mean, still, that's not too bad. So the 7,000 acre development sits on the former Black Hills Army base built in 1942 by the Army Corps of Engineers to store bombs and other munitions during World War II. The Army retired the base in 1967, sold the property and the 575 bunkers to the city of Edgemont, which then sold it to local cattle ranchers, which then Dante uh, Vincino said, uh, hey, uh, I could probably make that work. So I'll just buy it outright. How about that? I'll make it work. So it's the it's being billed as the largest survival community on earth, just south of Edgemont, South Dakota, within a 24-hour drive from virtually all points within the United States. It's about a 30-minute drive from Wyoming. Denver is about five hours away, and Nebraska lies just south. It's one of the safest areas in North America at an altitude of about 3,800 plus feet. It's well inland from all large bodies of water, 100 miles from the nearest known military nuclear targets. 
bunkers sign, you know, are in the fields and it's just a quiet place. So you can hear the sounds of silence. Oh man, don't get me singing that song, please. So inside each bunker is a 2,200 square foot structure. I guess, well, that is the bunker and it's an off grid home. Okay. So they try to make living as normal as possible. Um, but you still, you know, have to fix it up, right? So the bunkers, according to this cost about $45,000. You purchase a 99 year lease for each bunker and it takes about 150,000 to 200,000 to convert it to living quarters. Huh? So you could probably move in for, you know, what a hundred, 200,000, uh, you know, get you in to have your own little bunker. All right, that's fine. Um, if you say so, uh, the bunkers are spaced out about 400 feet apart. Each one, uh, bound by a 30 foot perimeter within the space. Tenants can do pretty much whatever they please within the lease, whether raising a garden, building a hot house, creating a small parking area or garage. They're encouraged to do their own exterior decorating. One tenant is growing vegetables on the top. Okay, fine. Uh, South Dakota is a beautiful place to live. The one bunker that they talk about, because uh, the story is about a couple who ended up moving there. Um, the bunker uh, has everything that you would expect. Full-size kitchen, office, four bedrooms, two bathrooms, a shower and tub, smart television, furnished den with leather couches, theater room, interior decor, mountain as uh, you know, interior decor is a mountain cabin. So it doesn't say here. Uh, let's see. One advantage to living in a concrete bunker is that it gets to produce electricity to power his home. He does this with the solar charger, propane, and diesel fuel generator system automatically switching based on power consumption. Okay. The company has leased about uh, 200 of the bunkers. Uh, some, that means there's plenty available. <laughs> okay. Uh, and they hope to lease all 575 bunkers to create a self-contained community where more than 5,000 people will live. Uh, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I feel like I could do it. I feel like I could do it. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be kind of, uh, it would be different. I might have to talk to this guy. We may have to talk to this guy on chewing the fat and just do a special on the Vivos community because I'm fascinated at what you could do in the community, right? To be living in the bunker is fine. I mean, I get the idea of living in the bunker. I get the idea of fixing it up. You're probably using his remodeling company, his, his company, I'm sure Vivos X point are the people that are helping put together the interiors of these bunkers. You can do it yourself, of course, but we have everything right here for you. It'd be interesting. I'm going to have to reach out and uh, see if I can talk to Dante Vecino and the, uh, Vivos group and talk we find out about the largest survival community on earth we have to i will i will reach out today and we will definitely find out more about this uh, about this community because i feel like 
just uh, from reading about this, I feel like I mean, it's a pretty good ad story, no doubt. Uh, absolutely good promotion for the for the village. I just, this is not a village. Okay, Jeff. It's pioneers living in the X-Point Pioneer Village Bunker Town in South Dakota. <laughs> uh, so I, I think it's worthy. We have to. I have to find out if it if it's actually worthy. We gotta. Each is igloo shaped bunker about eighty feet long, made of reinforced concrete, nearly two feet thick, with a steel bunker front door to gain entry. So it's built into the hillside. Uh, they were made to withstand internal and external blasts like that of a nuclear bomb. Okay, we've got to talk to this guy. All right, let's go to the break room. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got sidetracked with uh, Vivos X Point, the largest survival community on Earth. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> So I see where uh, my man Hunter Biden is asking to uh, lower his child support payments for his four-year-old child that he says he doesn't even remember uh, taking care of a little business with the mom. Uh, So uh, he filed a motion to adjust child support, citing a substantial material change in his financial circumstances including but not limited to his income. Huh. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, exactly what that means, except maybe he's going broke. Uh, There's no big money coming in. Uh, He spends a lot of it on crack and other uh, illegal substances. Uh, He has never met the child. She's, I mean, wow. I mean, the baby is, I think, Maybe is four years old now. Joe doesn't even recognize it as a grandchild. Um, so I, I guess he moved out of the Malibu home. I'm not sure where the wife and uh, Bo, the son of Hunter, uh, lives now. But they were living in Malibu, which I'm told in this article that they moved out of that place in Malibu. That they were only you know dropping down twenty grand a month for that place. So I mean, you can understand. <laughs> Yeah, money running tight and all you want to move. Yeah, I doubt that he's living at a $1,200 a month, uh, you know, two bedroom uh, outside of LA, but it's possible. You don't know. You don't know. We don't know what he's paying for child support. That was sealed because uh, that was all going on prior to uh, the election, right? That was during the campaign. So they sealed the documents uh, in, in the case, including terms of the settlement. So we don't know what they agreed on. I know she was asking for uh, child support and insurance and for court and legal fees to be paid for. So I'm sure she probably got it. Um, He denied it all along until the DNA test. And the DNA test was, you know, pretty much uh, a a scientific certainty that uh, he was the father of this child. So there was no more arguing going on. He needed to uh, fork out some some support payments and some insurance. So we'll see. We'll see what's going on with my man Hunter. If you haven't seen uh, My Son Hunter yet, uh, go to mysonhunter.com 
and uh, purchase it because it's well worth the watch. It will give you a new a new look at the uh, at the Bidens. And it uh, if you don't haven't had enough of the Bidens in your life already, this makes it even better. I see where Matthew McConaughey is uh, looking for work again. Uh, I mean, that's what actors and performers do. I get it. But uh, his uh, latest movie that uh, they were like weeks away from production uh, of the soccer movie, Dallas Sting, which apparently is a true story uh, or based on a true story of the famed girls soccer team's 1984 trip to China. And I guess there were allegations about certain aspects of the true story. I wonder what that could be. Uh, it's kind of strange because most of these films are, you know, based on a true story. And, you know, you change some of the inner workings of the story. You try to keep it as real as possible. But the basic premise behind the girls soccer team going to China and winning is pretty true right i mean that's what happened they went against all odds and defeated some of the best women teams in the world and so mcconaughey was to play coach bill kinder who led the team to victories over australia japan and china and finally italy in the championship game so i'm not really sure i mean they had already uh pretty much casted the movie and they were you know getting ready to start production on it and skydance said nah you know we're not gonna do it Huh, couldn't have had anything to do with China, though, right? I mean, China wouldn't have been mad about what was going to happen to their team and how they were going to be portrayed in the movie, right? Couldn't have been that. Nah, nah, never mind. That's just me being silly. <laughs> so remember when we talked, uh, it's still, I guess, going to happen. Uh, Sylvester Stallone's going to do his reality show. I couldn't believe it was still going on. I think we talked about it when we talked about his divorce, right, and how they... Uh, how they handled the divorce with the wife and the not following on Instagram and the covering up of the tattoos. Oh, yeah, it's all coming back to me now. But uh, apparently they're still doing the unscripted uh, television Kardashian kind of show and Sly is going to be involved. Okay, I don't know why he's doing it. That doesn't, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I know it's about his daughters. It's supposed to focus on his daughters. But uh, it just seems... You know, Sly doesn't need this uh, at all. I mean, maybe he's doing it to help the daughters out and make them some money, I guess. Okay, well, maybe. I mean, he's got Tulsa King coming out soon, right? That comes out really soon. Taylor Sheridan's Tulsa King. Uh, the Samaritan was number one on Amazon Prime uh, the last week or so. And Tulsa King should be good. I'm really looking forward to that. And so, I mean, there's no reason for him to do a reality show. And not a lot of people survive reality shows. <laughs> uh, people do not come out of reality shows good, usually. That ends a lot of things. So, that's still happening, though, I guess. Uh, I don't know if I, you know, they're filming. And they're filming down in Florida. So, I mean, maybe we got a little bit of the divorce. I don't know. Does that going to go into the show? We'll see. But Sylvester Stallone, I mean, the guy is Sylvester Stallone, right? I mean, he's a worldwide star. He, I don't know why he would do it. Um, you know what? Sly, call me, all right? Just email me, chewingthefatoftheblaze.com, or, you know, you can DM me on Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio, or, you know, reach out on Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, at JeffyJFR on Twitter, 
you know, maybe hit me up for a cameo at JeffyJFR. And uh, I'd be happy to charge Sly for a cameo. And you, and then maybe we can hook up and, uh, you know, talk a little bit. And I could find out exactly what you're thinking about. Because uh, I want to know what you're what you're doing. I know you bought the new place in Palm Beach down in Florida. You and the wife are split up. You still love your kids, obviously. And Sly is not a, you know, spring chicken anymore. I mean, Sylvester is what? 76 now? Just turned 76. He needs this like he needs another hole in the head. So reach out, Sly. I'd like to like to know what the heck you're thinking about. Hey, I guess congratulations are in order to Patagonia. Uh, the founder and family is going to transfer ownership to a nonprofit that will invest the company's profits to fund organizations combating climate change. Uh, I guess congratulations. Uh, they're valued at about $3 billion and their fund is going to be about $100 million a year to the nonprofit, I guess. Uh, congratulations. They, uh, you know, they're, look, they're putting their, at least they're putting their money where their mouth is, I guess. It's interesting to see what they're going to do. They uh, moved their money to a purpose trust, the Patagonia Purpose Trust, and the other 98% is under what's called the Hold Fast Collective. The goal behind the Patagonia Purpose Trust is to create a permanent legal structure to enshrine the company's purpose and values so that there is never deviation from the uh, original family's founding family's uh, intent to make sure the company continues to demonstrate that capitalism can work for the planet. All annual profits that are not reinvested back into the business, which they estimate to be about $100 million a year, will be distributed by Patagonia as divided to the Holdfast Collective, which is designated as the 501c4 to fund grassroots environmental organizations, invest in businesses, and support political candidates that all work to protect nature and biodiversity, support thriving communities, and fight the climate crisis. That is me! They're talking to me! Dear... I'm sorry, what are they called again? <laughs> Dear Holdfast Collective. Uh, yes, chewing the fat. Yes, this is, I, this, I am, uh, support political candidates that work to protect nature. Who doesn't love nature? I support zoos. No one supports zoos more than chewing the fat or more than me. And, uh, and uh, nature and biodiversity and thriving communities. And I believe we should do what we can to fight climate crisis. So, yes, I'll take some of the grassroots money to help me out. Because, not the entire hundred million, obviously. But, you know, a little small piece of the hundred million a year to keep the Chewing the Fat collective alive. And, uh, I mean, no one, no one supports, uh, you know, nature and biodiversity and thriving communities more than me and the climate crisis. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. Just a small piece. That's all I, you know, I'm all for it. And the, the bastard climate change is horrible, isn't it? It is just let me give you the direct deposit number. 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it looks like the railroad strike has been averted after companies and union negotiators reached a tentative agreement with two years of bargaining coming down to the wire. Uh, I guess it looks like they avoided the strike with a five-year deal, which is retroactive to 2020. So we're only going to get three more years before they have to start renegotiating, which will happen probably tomorrow, and includes 24% raises and a $5,000 in bonuses. Okay, I mean, they were fighting over uh, other things that uh, was a big issue, and that was time off. They apparently said that they were penalized for time off and when, or when they were sick and needed to see a doctor. They were also on call 24-7. So we'll see, you know, what all got worked out and what they were doing. But for right now, looks like uh, we're fine. Uh, it looks like all the Amtrak uh, trains that were uh, told to put on hold, uh, that were canceled, are back running up again. And we won't lose any uh, deliveries as the trains were looking to uh, uh, still hit the rails uh, with their loaded products come uh come today i mean i they were still they were still working yesterday i got stopped by a couple of them in my neck of the woods so bless their hearts i i'm a i'm a huge fan (laughs) a huge fan of the railroads uh look no one supports railroads more than me uh you know i I, truckers number one on the list hello but uh, the rail is uh not far behind not far behind at all and, uh, you know, who doesn't want to be a locomotive engineer? No one. That's right. Exactly. You don't need to answer it because everyone does. I know. I know. It's okay. But that's good news. Uh, no railroad strike as of right now. I see where uh, California has slapped Amazon with an antitrust lawsuit. The state's attorney general claims the way Amazon dings sellers when products are listed for cheaper elsewhere stifles competition and forces consumers to spend more money. The new suit comes as Amazon works to fend off similar claims in D.C. and to keep the FTC at bay. And it's not the only big tech company facing antitrust rows. Google lost its bid to get a record-setting $4.13 billion fine tossed in the EU. So, yay. And will Twitter sell or not sell? I know they voted to sell to Elon, but that case is still going on. I feel like that's not going to happen now. I mean, I know it's just me, but I feel like the Twitter thing is just not going to happen. Twitter has not been forthcoming enough, and we're finding out more about Twitter that we kind of already surmised. I mean, I know we had the whistleblower, but most of the stuff he said, we knew already, really. Uh, Maybe we didn't know it for a fact. And Twitter will say that we don't know it for a fact. That's a whistleblower. He's lying. But we kind of do. And so, you know, they've been uh, less uh, less than forthcoming 
with a lot of things that are going on behind the scenes at uh, Twitter and all the social media platforms because they've been uh, taking our information and using it to line their pockets. And now people are saying, hey, don't you think we should uh, get a piece of that? Uh, Just a little bit of piece of that. And how about we get a little bit of say of what you use from us since we should own us? Huh? How about that? And I know that we said, okay, when we clicked on your little okay to use your product, but that really didn't mean okay. (laughs) I mean, that meant okay, but it didn't really mean okay. Uh, that's a, that's my, that's my, that's my case in front of a judge, your honor. I know I said it was okay, but I really didn't mean that that was okay. I just meant that it was okay, but I didn't mean for it to be that okay. Think that would go over well? Okay, so I know tats are a big deal in today's world. I get it. Uh, you know, I'm 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 not opposed to uh, tattoos at all. Uh, and I was looking at uh, this one feed that talked about this hair tattoo, and it's uh, called uh, scalp micropigmentation. So it looks like actual hair this guy has a bald head and they put in this tattoo so it looks like he has shaved his hair you know really short so it looks like he has a full head of hair just shaved down to nothing i can do that Uh, (laughs) you probably will have to do that pretty soon as you're losing all the damn hair you have jeff no i know I get it, okay? Back off me. And I've shaved my head and shaved my head bald and shaved it down to nothing for, you know, multiple times throughout my life. And I remember being told once by a fellow co-worker that, you know, one day that's not going to grow back. He seems he's right. Uh, some of it didn't. But, you know, then again, it, it does tend to grow back, just sometimes not all of it. But I kind of like the scalp micropigmentation. I kind of like that uh, idea. You keep the, keep the rest of it shaved right down to nothing, and the rest of the head looks like it's shaved down to nothing with the tats. So, I mean, scalp micropigmentation could, ha- could be uh, something that I visit in the future. <laughs> Although, you know, what happens if you screw up? I just saw a story about a Thai woman that went to a, a budget clinic for a cosmetic tattoo. Now, that's a problem. Maybe you just don't go to a budget clinic for a tattoo. I guess she wanted uh, to have uh, an eyebrow tattoo. And so she went to the budget clinic to get the eyebrow tattoo. And uh, I guess a friend suggested the shop to her. And she said that I looked in the mirror and I was speechless after the procedure. (laughs) (laughs) she spent uh, about 41 dollars american money this thai woman and uh she said she discovered two dark arches linked above her natural eyebrows so now she has four eyebrows now apparently the tattoo artist said hey i'll take care of it i'll remove the botched eyebrows but then uh, the clinic closed. And so <laughs> we just shut our doors. Yeah, I'm not going to fix anything. I'm not getting sued. I don't exist anymore. Take care. So now she's looking for, I guess, another budget clinic to remove the eyebrows. 
So, I mean, I guess, I don't know what, do you get the tattoo eyebrows taken off or do you just shave your other eyebrows off? Maybe they're in the wrong place. They're up high. And she doesn't look, doesn't look like that's a good plan. I've known one person, I'm sure that there's more in my life, but I have known one person who had uh, eyebrows tattooed on like that. And uh, it was a female. Uh, and she, uh, it didn't look terrible, but it's just, you know, it takes a little bit of getting used to, and then with makeup and everything, you, you know, it looks real. I get it. So I'm sure it's done more than I know, but, uh, it's just make sure this is just a helpful hint from me to you today. Okay. You're thinking about getting, let's say a tattoo or any kind of cosmetic surgery. Uh, don't go to the budget clinic and some budget clinics might be good. And if you know the person, sure, go ahead. But for the most part, if a friend says, I know this guy, oof, oof, may want to steer clear. Fred Franzia died. Yeah, Fred Franzia. He was 79. Who died today? Who died today? Two Buck Chuck has died. (laughs) Now do you know who he is? Two Buck Chuck? The man behind Two Buck Chuck, which, uh, you know, revolutionized the wine industry, the value-priced wines. Uh, has passed away. He was 79 years of age. The Bronco Wine Company, 50-year-old company, helped create uh, with his brother and cousin. Uh, They announced his death. They did not say what he died from, uh, but uh, he championed affordable wine for the masses, and he frequently criticized uh, higher-priced competitors. Uh, He says, uh, we're lower-priced, we're the best-priced. The others, uh, I think, are overpriced. And at one point, uh, Two Buck Chuck uh, told them, uh, told, take that and shove it, Napa. He said in an interview. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, American culture, Charles Shaw, Two Buck Chuck, uh, sold at Trader Joe's since 2002. Uh, that's when he earned the nickname for, uh, for the word of wine. Uh, one of the things that I want to think of that was kind of interesting about uh, Tubuck Chuck and his family is uh, Bronco Wine is one of the biggest wine companies around. It's a portfolio of more than 100 brands spanning from wine, spirits, ready-to-drink cocktails, uh, 13th largest winemaker in the U.S., marketer, wine marketer in the U.S., uh, 3.4 million cases last year. Now, he never owned the boxed wine brand. Uh, that bears his family name. His parents sold the label in 1973 to Coca-Cola, prompting him to start Bronco Wine. He was pissed at his dad for uh, for selling to Coca-Cola. He just folded. Uh, and and I, he, I went through a period, I wouldn't even talk to him, I was so pissed. <laughs> so the boxed wine, the Franzia boxed wine, is currently owned by the wine group. So, uh, you know, he's always going to, according to the, you know, he has uh, five children, 14 grandchildren, two sisters. Um, 
His entrepreneurial spirit, tireless dedication, and his commitment to both his family and to the Bronco family will be forever remembered. His legacy will endure for generations to come. Two Buck Chuck, dead at 79 years of age. Speaking of, uh, you know, in their 70s, I see where... uh, There's a stat now about Congress. 25% of lawmakers are over 70, and the average age of Congress just keeps getting older. An average of 10% of Congress was under 40 in 1950, and uh, since 2000, it's only been around 4%. So that's because they got in and they did not want to lose their power, so they keep hanging on. Good for them, though. Hey, good for them, right? Good for them, bad for us. I think that's the way it's supposed to be. R. Kelly, uh, guilty uh, in his pornography uh, in the Illinois federal trial. Uh, He was found uh, uh, not guilty on seven other counts. So six of the 13 charges he faced in Illinois uh, came back guilty. So they convicted him on child pornography counts but acquitted him uh, on the seven other charges, including charges of conspiracy and enticement. So I know that he was all, he's already serving 30 years or supposed to start serving 30 years uh, from the other trial that he, that just ended from New York on federal sex crimes for 30 years. So I don't know how long he's going to get for this, but tag it on. Ours going to be behind bars for a while. Uh, We'll just leave it at that. And I see where my man Harvey Weinstein uh, is begging the judge, hey, how about you let me go to a real dentist, okay? Okay, not a real dentist, a private dentist. Sure, the prison does give you a real dentist, but it's just uh, dental emergencies that bring in a dentist at prison. And they're just, he's got rotten molars, these rotten teeth. And in prison, they're just going to pull them out. And he said, I'll pay for the dentist. One trip, one trip only. Just let me go see a real dentist so that I can take care of my teeth. Because the dentist offered to him in prison are just going to pull the teeth without replacement and leave them just to continue decaying. Okay. I mean, he's 70 now. He's already serving 23 years after being convicted of sex charges in New York. Uh, he wants to get a bridge or fake teeth. He's got to be look presentable. I'm in pain every day. I have cavities. I can't eat because I'm missing teeth. So let the man see a dentist. Uh, that's, you know, I'm, you know, I know many people are saying, no, that bastard, he deserves to be without teeth. But, uh, I know they're arguing that, uh, uh, barring him from dental care would be a violation of his constitutional rights. Now, the prison is probably saying, uh, you know, I, uh, we're not denying him dental care. We're just not giving him the care that he wants. But he, you know, look, if, they, if he has no front teeth, uh, he's going <laughs> to... Uh, you know what? I, I want to see Harvey uh, on trial in L.A., with no front teeth. That that won't be you can't do that to Harvey Weinstein. I mean, I know, I know he's a dirt bag. I got it, but you just can't do that to Harvey, can you? You just can't do that to Harvey. Come on now. 
Hey, and I finally got another email from Barrister Oscar Smith. I didn't know if Oscar was ever going to get back to me because I misplaced the last email he sent me. So um, he sent me an email. I received it yesterday. Good day. Attention. I hope this is the correct email to reach you. I also sent the same message to your cell phone as well. Oh, darn. I didn't get the cell phone message. I'm so glad that he sent the email as well. I'm Oscar Smith. I know it said that on the title of the email barrister oscar smith uh the personal legal counsel to the late engineer brad and i mean i am a big fan of the late engineer brad and that's his client who left a total sum of 4.7 million u.s dollars before his demise i need you to stand as the next of kin to the late engineer brad since you bear the same name identity with him, according to the family name database. That's me. When you think of Jeff Fisher and Jeffy and chewing the fat, you think, hey, aren't you related to Engineer Brad? Apparently I am. So uh, Oscar's proposal needs a quick audience, as time is of great importance, and I urge you to contact me. If you want to have the full details of the inheritance claim, Please feel free to call or text me if you need further verbal clarifications. I'd be happy to text, except your text never came through to my phone. So I guess it's only email that we can communicate on. Thanks for your cooperation and endeavor to treat this matter as urgent with utmost confidentiality while I await your quick and swift response. Warm regards, Oscar Smith. And he gives me a telephone number, a WhatsApp number, attorney at law, and an email address, which is different from the email address that I received this email from so who knows i mean maybe oscar is going to hook me up with my relative the late engineer brad and uh, i'll get a piece of the 4.7 million (sighs) dollars i could use it i could use it but i feel like barrister oscar smith is really just kind of pulling my leg well We'll see. Let me email back. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.